What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Rockcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps. Today we have my buddy Justin Clement on, and Justin and I met back in gosh, this is like 2018, I think. We were uh, both hunting the same unit in Arizona for late elk, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure November 18 sounds right. Yep, I think so. And uh, we ended up, uh, I think we knew that we were both going to be in the same unit, I think. And you were hunting like pretty damn close to where where I was too. So we met up and glassed a little bit together. And then uh, you went over and shot a, shot a bull, which was super fun to watch. Yeah, that was cool. After that morning, I shot that Kawada Monday, which was pretty neat too. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. I that was, was like, what the up. hell is that thing? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was one of those deals. It was just like kind of, <clears throat> I mean, we both heard the noise and we were like, what the heck? Because the place was so quiet. You could hear anything walking a quarter mile away. And this thing was making a bunch of racket. And I went to go investigate it. And then I came back to you and I was like, it's one of those little monkey looking things and <laughs> with a three foot tail and so i got online real fast and texted a buddy i was like can you shoot these with, without a tag and he's like yeah just one a year so i went over there and whacked it and yeah it was kind of cool it Ended was up getting that, that thing full mounted is it is it in the uh is it in the rv no it's in storage right now with all the rest of my stuff but yeah gotcha <laughs> Gotcha, dude. That's that's awesome. Um, so I recently saw some social media stuff that uh, you did about being in bear country, and uh, I still have I have yet to to hear the story. But I just kind of want to hear how your how that September went down. Do you want to just run through that real quick? Yeah. Um, so started out uh, went with a couple buddies into the wilderness in Wyoming. Um, you know, just near the park i can say that i guess um but uh yeah we knew it was heavily infested grizz country but uh you know i don't know if i have just luck with bears but you know i talked to other friends and people that had been in the area and you know they might see one over a week or whatever and i was like okay cool sounds great so we hiked in there and Actually, I'm pretty sure the morning that we woke up on the way to hike in there, some lady shot at a bear at the trailhead and was yelling at it. And I was like, huh, well, that's interesting. And then uh, so we ended up, we hiked in there ways and set up camp, yada, yada, and started elk hunting a little bit. And, uh, I think it was the second morning we were hiking across a big flat and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, pretty warm out. Last thing I expected to see was a grizzly giant, especially a big one with two cubs just walking up the trail straight at us. So we had to uh, just kind of get to the nearest knoll where we thought they'd kind of be downwind of us you know and which ended up happening and Mm -hmm. they caught our wind and boogied real fast but uh still that was uh i think like i said i think that was day two um and i think we had a couple good elk encounters between there it was just kind of slow it was hot 
you know, early season elk hunting. Um, and then I think it was probably the fourth day in, it was evening. We had a slow day elk hunting and got into them in the evening. <clears throat> we couldn't call these elk across, but they were just kind of standing on the ridge bugling. And so, oh man, I saw the strip of timber. You still there? Sorry, I had a call yep. come in. Nope, I got um, you. Good. Um, anyways, I saw the strip of timber and the bulls weren't moving. So I was like, hey man, you guys keep them talking. I'll sneak up this strip of timber and see if I can't get close enough for a shot because we had a good wind coming up from below them because it was 7.30 in the evening. And uh, so the one, one buddy, Dan, comes down with me and works into like 150 yards maybe a little less and I dropped my pack and split off on my own with my bow and I go working up this timber draw and I remember I was kept ranging the elk as I was working up you know to see how close I need to get to a, to get a shot and I was hoping to get 50 yards ish and so at one point I remember ranging and I had the bull at like 70 I think it, I think it was around 75 yards or so and I had picked out a tree ahead of me, you know, 20, 30 yards ahead of me that I thought I could get to fairly easily. And then I could just wait for a shot. And uh, I went to put my rangefinder away, just kind of tuck it back in the pouch, which is on the right side of my vinyl harness. And I caught a little movement out of the corner of my eye. And there's a sow and cub, I don't know, 20 yards to my right. Oh, staring right at me <laughs> and uh you know i had an arrow knocked i'm ready to shoot an elk and not really prepared for a bear encounter at the second and uh so i immediately i just kind of aborted mission and whirled around and got as much distance between her and i as i could circled around down to where uh dan was calling from and man if she didn't know exactly where i was going it oh. was pretty creepy she stood up on her hind legs just across this little uh, i don't know 10 yard creek ravine deal and uh stood up on her hind legs with her sour or her cub right behind her and started woofing at us and stuff and we started yelling at her and man it was pretty intense just all of a sudden it was like we were in the bears and it seemed like all of them had cubs so it was even more kind of uh spooky Dude, so spooky. I bet when you looked, you're like, I'm dead. Pretty much. That was my first oh. thought. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting going to be lunch. Like, it's it's over. <laughs> and, uh, so she was like, know. she was coming in right on the call, right? Like, do you think, think she's just so. passing through? Yeah. I don't know. I think they were coming into the calls, that one in particular. Um, <sighs> it was, yeah, it was pretty creepy. And when I, because I, I probably was able to cover 50 yards you know in a couple seconds and just downhill back to where my buddy was calling and man she knew exactly where i was going it was just oh it was creepy dude was, that that's that's awful it's like yeah what nightmares are made of it was wild and then uh see i don't know i think we were in there for eight or nine days and uh the guys i was with had to go back to work so i had to get out of the wilderness and then uh i went and hunted idaho for a week and a half or so and oh uh, had 
a few close calls with elk and stuff just didn't make it happen and which was nice kind of to hunt in non-grizzly infested area which was oh yes a relief you know i could eat in my tent and not really have panic attacks at night <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man uh, and then uh so after that went back over to wyoming right before they opened for rifle and uh which is later in september and got into an area and it wasn't uh i think it was the second day i was in there again afternoon once again warm walking back in to hike in the night before rifle opened me and a buddy and lo and behold there's a giant grizz right in the trail walking straight at us and luckily this is another one that caught our wind finally and you know we just put some distance between us and put ourselves downwind or you know upwind of him i guess and Mm -hmm. um yeah finally he caught our scent and took off which was good but man we saw a lot of a lot of sign in there i mean tracks bigger than my boots it was pretty crazy all right, everybody, just want to interrupt real quick. Thank our sponsor, Onyx Hunt Maps, for bringing this podcast to you. The tip that I have for this week is tracks. So you can run a track. Essentially what that does is it uses the GPS on your phone. When you're at a trailhead or really wherever you want to start, you can hit that button. You can walk, you know, to your to a glassing point or whatnot. You can end that track. Then it will save it. And it'll tell you exactly where you went. You know, if you went off trail, could help you get back down easier. Um, I think one of the biggest benefits for a track is you can share it or just, you know, share it with a buddy. Say, hey, this is where I went. This is the the track that I used. And then they can click on that and it will give you, you know, your elevation gain, your average speed, how much time it took you to get there. So then you can kind of base, you know, what time maybe you need to leave on that. And yeah, and then just for future reference, you go back into an area in a couple of years. Um, you know, I know people use it for when they're driving down the road, um, how long it takes them, you know, to get from the highway into a, a parking spot or something like that. So you can use it for all kinds of things, but you can share those with a buddy. So that's what I got for Onyx this week. Rockcast, if you use code Rockcast at checkout, onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt, you will get 20% off. And there's a whole bunch of you bump up and get the elite membership, which is includes all 50 states. It's normally, I think it's a hundred bucks. So you get $20 off if you use code rockcast and that gives you access to hunt and fool. There's a new thing that they call deer cast that's on there as well. You get access to top rut as well for drawing odds, date deadlines, things like that. So check that out. Um, on forward slash hunt use code rockcast. Oh, sorry. Was that an area that was like, you knew that there was going to be a large concentration of bears or was that an area that would have been more like, eh, kind of the outskirts? I was thinking it'd be more the outskirts, but I don't know. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. It was probably one of those infested areas that I just didn't put enough research into. I mean, I was prepared for bears just because I knew, you know, if you're in Western Wyoming, there's a chance you're going to run into them. Yeah. Like, you know, just, it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't think I was prepared for this many encounters over such a 
I mean, I was only in Wyoming for like a total of 13, 14 days. And I ended up seeing 10 grizzly bears. Oh, dude. I mean, and that's just on, I was on foot. It's just, it kind of blows me away that there's that many. That weren't like really that deep into the, yeah, they're more like around people. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, not that far off main trails, you know. You know, I was using main trails for, to navigate everything, you know, for the most Mm -hmm. part. And then, but man, it's just, yeah, it was mind blowing. So scary to go back. I think, yeah. So that was night before opening day, opening day was kind of slow in the morning. I think we heard a couple gunshots and then that was it. Wind picked up right away. Seemed like it was just warm and windy day. So, uh, hiked up to this 10,000 foot ridge where we thought we could have a good vantage point and kind of sit for the day and wait for the evening play and see what happens. And, um, I kind of worked just off the edge where the wind wasn't whipping in my face where I could actually hear. And I got lucky enough to hear a bugle about four 30 in the afternoon. And I was like, well, this is cool. And so I kept listening for a second. I all of a sudden I heard two bulls bugling back and forth. And I was like, well, now or never might as well go down there mm-hmm. and uh yeah ran down the hill before i knew it there was three bulls bugling back and forth and i looked up the hill and i could see spikes there was kind of a, a, a finger ridge running down off the main ten thousand foot ridge line that we were on and i went down a little creek bottom in between two finger ridges and up on my left it was kind of bare and then the rest was all timber and blow down and real crappy uh, <clears throat> anyways worked down there got to 100 yards kept hearing this bull bugle and he sounded like he had cows because he was chuckling and the other ones just kept bugling at him and uh yeah i turned around and he bugled in this nice gap between the trees about 80 yards wide and just standing there behind a cow bugling and so i shot him at like 120 yards and I think he walked 30 yards and fell over right on the top of the finger ridge there, right on the knife edge. So he was kind of like right in the shade, but kind of in the open for half the day. It was actually mm-hmm. kind of perfect. And perfect. Uh, yeah, so got him worked up that night. Um, my buddy finally found me right at daylight ending. And we got him all finished up and headed back towards camp with a load of meat. And I think my buddy got, I don't know, he might have, he'd been working a whole lot out of town and something hit him hard because he got sicker than a dog on the way back. And I mean, it took us to like 2.30 in the morning to go three and a half miles or so. And uh, he was just not doing good. He was throwing up almost and just passing out, not, not feeling well. So. He took the next day off and I packed meat pretty much all the next day. And I kept expecting bears to be on that carcass and it kept not being touched every time I was there. But, uh, let's see, I did three trips in there and on the fourth trip in, I had two bags of meat left and I was trying to convince these people with horses that were camped down by the trailhead to take me in, but they told me it wasn't worth it and I should let the bears have it. No way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, come to find out they were, uh, they might've been correct, but, um, 
I hiked my ass in there the four and a half hours or whatever it took to get in there. And I, you know, my plan was to get in there the last day, get the last bag of meat and boogie home. And well, I got in there around noon. I was thinking that might be the best chance for me to not encounter bears is if I go in there midday when it's warm. And I hiked right up the spine of that finger ridge from the bottom, thinking that my thermals would carry right up to them. And maybe if there was something on the carcass, it might scare them off or something. Mm Oh, that didn't work. I just kept checking my Onyx to my pen and looking with my binoculars if I could see because my game bags are bright orange. And so I figured I might be able to see them before I, you know, knew I was close enough. But mm-hmm. um, I kept working up that ridge. And before you know it, I was probably 75 yards from the carcass. And I had put the meat probably 150 yards above the carcass up on the ridge. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to walk past the carcass, but I figured, I don't know. I don't know what I figured. I just was probably being dumb. But anyways, I got about 75 yards from the carcass and I started hearing woofing and it sounded like bones breaking and all kinds of noise. And I was like, oh, great. So immediately I got my spray and my pistol out and I was like, just, you know, the whole time up, I was making noise. I was just like singing songs and breaking sticks and trying to be as loud as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that bear just all of a sudden decided to check me out. And uh, she came running into about 30, 35 yards, stopped. I mean, I was, I was squeezing on both the spray and the gun and she stopped and stood up cub and toe both of them big blonde big blonde bears pretty pretty bears um but man they were scary and she started woofing and clacking her jaws at me and she after a couple seconds she turned around and my wind was right at her the whole time so she could smell me the whole time knew what you she, were yeah she knew what i was like there's no no ifs ands or buts about it but I don't know if it was because her cub was fairly small and maybe she was extra, you know, defending over her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, oh man. So I backed up a little bit and then I pretty much worked down to the bottom of the finger ridge and then up the drainage and then went back up the finger ridge trying to get to my meat. So I probably landed on top of the finger ridge about 200 yards above my meat, probably 400 yards above the carcass, maybe mm-hmm. 350. Um, so I started doing the same thing. Uh, you know, this time it winds in my face. I can smell the dead elk. Um, and I'm just making noise, working my way nice and slow. I finally see one of my game bags through my binoculars as I'm looking. and the other one has already been eaten and I could just see like the orange rim of sill nylon that's around the drawstring. And I was like, ah, great. One of them's already gone. And, uh, (laughs) so I take another five or six steps and I hear hoofing again and here she comes just charging full steam ahead, straight uphill at me. And, Man, I thought I thought this time I was a goner. 
because I mean, I was in a spot where probably no one would find me. And uh, it was it was scary. I was squeezing and squeezing and I thought she was going to keep going. And but she stopped again, like 30, 40 yards and stood up and did her thing again. And that was it. But, you know, she kind of just bluff charged me again, I guess. You know, and in hindsight, more people I talked to, I should have just sprayed her. But dude, that know. is scary. It was flipping scary. I tell you that it was, oh man, that was enough to rattle you. I mean, I was, I was shaking and I made it back down towards the truck, down the trail in like record time. It was, oh, I bet. Did, uh, how far? I, I kept trying, I kept hanging out trying to see if she would like leave. Mm-hmm. And she just like, she would just post up in the shade next to this log that was probably like halfway between me or halfway between the meat and the carcass. And she just watched me to see what I would do. It was, it was like, she knew she would, she could take me down and she was just deciding if it was worth it or not. Yeah. And like waiting until you got maybe like a more, like you weren't paying attention or something like that. Like, yeah, she just like stared at the whole time, watched my every move. I was just like, this is, yeah, okay, you win, lady. I'm out. I'm like, I'm not dying over this last bag of meat. No kidding. And, like, to get that meat in your bag, like, you'd have to let your guard down a little bit. Oh, yeah. And by yourself. Freaking, I don't blame you, man. That is, that's freaking scary. So, like, that second time she came up, how steep was the hill that she was coming up? Mm, Not that steep, really. She was hauling ass like it was flat ground. Dude, so like how far when you saw her to when she stopped? Like how far was that? Oh, well, she I bet she covered 150 yards in two seconds. I mean, oh, at least that's dude. what it seemed like, you know. It was like by the time I looked down and was able to like grab my spray without making sure I didn't spray myself, it was like she was there. Oh, dude, that is freaking terrifying. What were you uh what were you carrying for a pistol? Just my Springfield XDS nine millimeter. Nice. Got hollow points, but I mean I don't know. A lot of people argue argue with me about that, but I don't know. I do so much hiking and stuff by myself. I, it's it's light enough that I it mm-hmm. and I have I carry the extended clip in it when I'm in bear country, which definitely gonna do again (laughs) yeah yeah seriously yeah is there anything that you would um gosh is there anything that you would change now just like in bear country any you know anything like would you go back oh i definitely go back i'm i'm looking forward to the next encounter i just hope that it stays oh geez to my favor it's still, I mean, it was, it was probably one of the coolest thing that's ever happened. As scary as it was, it's, it, uh, I don't know. I think of anything next time I plan a hunt in that grizzly infested of an area, mm-hmm. I'll do my best to have an outfitter with pack meals on call so that, Hey, I don't have to kill myself when my buddy gets sick and I end up packing the whole elk myself minus the two game bags. But yeah, just, uh, I think speed is everything in there. You know, you have to get it out quick. 
either that or, or you need to have be hunting with a group of three to four people that can pack meat and are willing yeah. to help yeah get it all out and then i suppose to like make a bigger presence you know with four of you that's what like i've i've hunted bear country a lot well filmed in it mm-hmm. and there was always you know there's always like four of us at least right. three of us but there was always like four more of us you know um mm-hmm. and like we never had an issue but a lot of that was just exactly like you're saying that was with pack that was like we had stock with us so then they make a presence too and then we were just able to get it all out really fast but i was yeah you mean you got the, that much uh, more scent floating around of of humans i think they're going to be more wary but i mean if this sow with the cubs just smelling one guy coming up you know seeing one thing move around she's like oh i ain't i'm not scared of you mm-hmm. and Man, even even works. even the the people that i ran into in there running on horses and when i was carrying meat out and stuff they'd be like where'd you kill that i'm like oh up here up this drainage and there he's like you, you're crazy <laughs> really and, oh. you know, looking back now i'm like yeah i guess so dude that's freaking yeah that's that's scary and it's just like i don't know probably makes you feel not really significant at all when she's hauling ass oh yeah it i was just like wow i'm it doesn't matter what i have in my hands i'm gonna die like there's you know what i mean just that well i don't know if you do but that feeling just i i can imagine that it's scary as hell so you ended up seeing 10, like 10 different bears in that. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. crazy. I, I hope that something I had gets no done. Idea they were that, they were that populated. I figured, you know, seeing one week, like people that had tell me, you know, they, they're like, oh yeah, over a 10 day trip, we saw a bear or two, maybe, you know, that sounds more like it, but gee, I don't know. I, I feel like we were in a bear nursery in both places i was in yeah man that's that's scary thanks for uh thanks for telling us a story because that's crazy i think i think that there's a certain amount of that too where it's like i maybe guys don't understand like how many bears there are and then like you know i went on i filmed a sheep hunt in wyoming this year and we were back in for three days and back in where you would expect to see where I was expecting to see bears and we, we didn't have any encounter at all. So I think there's a certain amount of like, that's your experience. You kind of let your guard, you can let your guard down a little bit. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's definitely important to know that, uh, the, you should use caution in bear area, <laughs> no matter, no matter what. And they're, you know, they're spreading around. Um, I heard like this last summer that there was a, like a confirmed grizzly spotted in the sawtooths in in Idaho. So that's pretty damn far west of of yeah. kind of their home territory. So they're definitely they're definitely spreading. It's it's well, pretty I scary. Just, I think about the amount of cubs that I saw. Out of that ten, what? One, two, three, four, five. Five were cubs. Man. So they're all within a year and a half those ones are all probably going to start having more cubs of their own. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's wild. And like you said, I wasn't that far off of the, like the main trail where we could 
I was, heck, I was camped three miles from my truck on foot, which is nothing, really. Yeah, not that far. And they're just around people, you know, like going into that uh, that lady that shot at one next to the yeah. right out of the trailhead. Right out of the trailhead. I mean, there was every every day I encountered, like, I would see bear tracks on top of my boot tracks the other day. No way. Man, that's scary. We There was one time, I really, like, I've seen bears, but I never really had a close encounter with one. Um, a few years ago, we were, it's kind of eerie. We were tracking a, we had shot at a buck the night before and we were pretty sure that he missed and we couldn't see any blood and we saw the deer and he seemed fine. Um, but we went in the next day in the same place, trying to maybe hoping that he'd be back. And we were, there was like a, it wasn't really a Canyon. It was more like a little gorge type deal. And we were walking mm -hmm. along the edge of it and we had gotten off the horses and we're walking we walked probably 300 yards or so and then made like a 200 yard half circle back through the trees. And when we got back on of our, on our tracks and that, you know, that took place probably that, that half circle we made was like maybe 40 minutes, 45 minutes. When we right. came back on our tracks, there were grizz tracks over the top of our tracks following us. Yeah. I mean, that's how, I mean, packing that meat out the trail because it was seven miles one way to my to where i but luckily it was all downhill i moved my truck to where i didn't have to go up and down and up and down and up to my truck so i would all i just go all the way downhill so it added like a mile and a half to the total but it was easier <clears throat> but still the one morning i woke up and i started hiking in there and there was grizz tracks following my tracks out from the night before and i was like oh god and then i grab a thing of meat eat some lunch down on the bottom and go on the way back out and there's grizz tracks following me in dude and i'm just like you gotta be shitting me where <laughs> is this thing you know and the whole time i'm just i'm packing meat by myself everything's bloody i had i've been so tired i hadn't changed my clothes so like my pants are bloody everything's like i'm a, i'm a walking nightmare in bear country and i'm just like I'm just moving and, and making noise and the whole time I'm just, my head's on a swivel, you know, mm -hmm. but ugh, it was, it was one of the more nerve wracking, the, the most nerve wracking I think I've ever felt packing out an elk. Oh man. Well, that's scary. I think that, I think you're right though. Like, especially if you don't have many people going with you, getting a packer lined up that yeah you know knows you know and and i think the all the packers from there you know they know that country well oh yeah i tell and, them a drainage hey i'll meet you here they'll be there you know that type of deal yeah and just get it all out at once and i think you know it's worth i don't know what that costs but i'm sh i think it's worth the worth the cost just knowing that you know you don't yeah. have to carry the elk out for one and you can just get it done really fast have a lot of people with you and hopefully not get completely <laughs> taken over yeah exactly yeah because in my case what it took me three and a half days to get it out and only you know i lost a little bit of meat but i got most of it you know but still mm -hmm. i think if i would have obviously nothing touched it for a few days so i would have been able to get in there with a couple of guys and even if we would have had to go back the next morning like you said the presence of another couple people probably would have been enough to 
you know, just sheer outnumbering the Bears would probably be enough to be like, you know, change their attitude, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hold them off. I know, I like, I always heard that people have, you know, if they came back in and there was a, a bear on their carcass, that if, if you went to game and fish, they would go in with like one of those like rubber bullet shotgun things huh. and they would try to help you get it or get it out but there was a number of those times those stories that i i'd heard of that the game and fish would be like he's not leaving right <laughs> type of deal so yeah man that's that's, that's scary that's how i one. feel like this bear was i don't think uh, no matter even if i would have sprayed her i don't think she would have gone far and she probably would have been pissed off enough to come after me so I don't know. I'm glad it worked out the way it did, though. That's for damn sure. Yeah, no kidding. I'm glad you didn't get chewed on. That's <laughs> that's always that's always good. All right, everybody. That concludes our podcast with Justin on the Grizzly Bears. Scary stuff. Everybody needs to be super bear aware as we roll into the rifle seasons here coming up. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw a little ending in here and thank everybody for listening to the podcast. If there's anything specific that you want to hear, shoot me an email, please, at jordan or jordan at rockslide.com. Jordan with an A at rockslide.com. And uh, yeah, we'll try to we'll try to do that. Trying to keep fresh new content coming to you. It's pretty difficult nowadays, it seems like, with um, just everybody's talking about a lot of stuff. So if there's something in particular or a piece of gear you want to hear about or learn about or review, just uh, shoot me an email, let me know, and thanks for the support.